Welcome to the recap, the portion of our podcast where we recap the previous week's sermon. That's what we're going to do. I always want to say the following week's sermon. I don't know why, but like every single time I introduce it and I almost say following. Just a very tiny pause every time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Go back and listen. It's very consistent. Anyway, it's just me and Dave. Hi, Dave. Hey. Or I guess Dave and I, I can have my grandma's voice in my head <laughs> correcting me, Dave and I. <clears throat> so uh, this last week, um, we're just continuing our uh, sermon series, which is Citizens and Sojourners. Mm-hmm. And the title was A People That Loves Neighbor. Mm-hmm. So why don't you recap where you went and then we'll we'll go from there. Uh, yeah, we... Uh... So the week before we looked at uh, love your love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mm-hmm. mind, and strength. And so went to the passage in Luke 10 where coming out of that interaction, uh, coming out of that same commandment being spoken is kind of the, the, the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. The, the lawyer desiring to justify himself says, who's my neighbor? And then Jesus, Jesus jukes him and tells him a story. And um, so I went there because it just seems like the, the clearest place where that question kind of gets unpacked by Jesus in a parable. Um, so first, first uh, just talked about how loving God and loving neighbor have to go together as mm-hmm. we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We're going to be transformed to be like him and to have his heart by the power of the new birth. Um, and God loves those made in his image and therefore transforms our hearts to love those made in his image and to move towards them with mercy. I even talked about the example in the Old Testament of the parapet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, that was kind of, I didn't plan that, but it just came out of the the thing on the roof uh, that, you know, keeps people from falling off. And man, how is that? Why would I want to know about that? And I'm like, man, that's that's an example of loving your neighbor. You don't want him to fall off yep. the roof at the barbecue. I think um, everyone that had Jason DeRoshi for Old Testament yeah, has, yeah, has yeah. that Yep. moment in their minds when he went through that in class. Yeah, like, I'm sure oh that goodness. they do. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's where it came from. I was actually, when I was saying it out loud, I was like, where, what recess of my mind did this come from right now? Um, <laughs> there's always three or four conversations going on while I'm up there yeah. preaching. So it's the same thing when I'm leading worship. It's yeah, crazy. Don't ask me. Don't ask me. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of stuff going on. But so I talked about that and just how like the God's heart is expressed in God's commands and how Paul says to the church, like this, this is how you fulfill the whole law, love your neighbor as yourself. Um, so then we, then we looked at the lawyer uh, who's trying to justify himself. Mm-hmm. And I just talked about how, how easy that is to do. do we, you know, we, wanna, we want a checklist. We want to know who our neighbor is exactly because we're busy and we have things to do. And we want to... Um, be able to, you know, I, I said he was not trying to be self-giving in his love to honor Jesus. He was trying to be self-serving in his love so that he would maintain his place right. of honor. And just how much harder it is uh, to not just have a checklist, you know, or the boundaries of what our love, what love is required, but to have a heart that loves our neighbors wherever we are. Um and so then we moved into the story, you know, where I, I just think it's funny to imagine these situations. Imagine asking Jesus a question and like, you know, sometimes he just starts drawing in the sand. Like, right, yeah, Jesus, yeah. Jesus, what are you doing? Um, and this time he starts, he just tells a story. It's like, it doesn't tell us there's any uh, dialogue in between. 
And so he tells the story of the Good Samaritan of, you know, this guy who's on this, this long windy road from Jerusalem to Jericho, probably a Jew going down there for business or something. And uh, he gets he gets beat up by these bandits and these robbers. They were famous for being on that road. So even though it's a made up story, Jesus, you know, it would it would have been familiar to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happens. Um, this guy is left half dead, uh, beaten uh, to a point where he's naked and dying and bleeding out. And these two religious leaders uh, show up, which would have seemed like a really good thing for him because they're, certainly they're going to stop and save him. Their whole job is to follow the law, which the lawyer has just said is mm-hmm. love God and love your neighbor. And yet the the priest and the Levite, which I told people to imagine Haddon Anderson, um, you know, they walk by <laughs> yeah. on the other side and ignore ignore this uh, guy who's dying. Poor Haddon. And that would be, that would just be a, that would just, that would have been a shocking story, you know, to, to see all this, yeah, poor Haddon, all this religion, <laughs> All these religious leaders just kind of go, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to show mercy. Right, I'm not yeah. going to move towards him. And uh, then the Samaritan shows up, and I told people, you know, imagine your most, uh, the most uh, reprehensible, offensive, you know, person in society that you can imagine to you, you know, someone on the other side of that issue or whatever, and put their name in the place of the Good Samaritan mm-hmm. because that's what's going on here. I mean, the the Samaritans were hated by the Jews. They called them half-breeds. They called them false worshipers. They called them dogs. They prayed that God would not forgive their sins in the temple. And, uh, and so the Samaritan shows up and it says that he looked on him with compassion. He saw him and he looked on him with compassion. And then Jesus tells this elaborate story of this, this guy loving his neighbor who would have been his enemy with costly all-in Love binding mm-hmm. up his wounds with his own clothes, anointing him with oil, putting him on his own animal, bringing him to the inn, taking care of him overnight, giving two months worth of rent money, and saying, "Hey, whatever else you need, I'll come back." Mm-hmm. Um, so this is costly, self-giving love of enemy being the picture of loving our neighbor. And then Jesus uh, ends by you know looking at the guy and saying, "You know, w- which one of these guys?" was a neighbor. Yeah. And the lawyer will not say his heart is not in a place yet to say the Samaritan, mm-hmm. but he says the one who showed him mercy and, and Jesus says, go and do likewise. And so I ended um, by saying, you know, that this, this parable, it exposes us uh, and encourages us and it exhorts us. It exposes us because we all know, um, just like I said the week before, we, we don't, we don't love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength yep. all the time. And none of us none of us love like the parable or like the love we see in that parable all the time. We don't even do that with our our closest family members. Uh, nonetheless, a yeah. stranger or an enemy. And even when we do, it's so easy to turn it into a checklist to justify yeah. ourselves. Yeah, that's right. It's just, um, that's easy to do. It is. God, and so to it. have a changed Good heart. Good for me. <laughs> yeah, to have a changed heart by the new birth, by the power of the spirit to want to, to have that be our first inclination is a miracle. And it, ex, it just exposes us to, to know, man, there's, I'm a sinner and we can identify with the priest and the Levite. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it also encourages us because we, we see the good Samaritan do it. <laughs> right. And uh, we're reminded of all the parallels there are with Jesus there and the way that we've been loved, the way that we've been loved with a self-giving love at a high cost and how he's going to come back for us and mm-hmm. make all things 
new and uh, we're encouraged uh, because we probably, you know, we, we can see uh, redemption and we can see true love for God and love for neighbor acted out. Um, and then we're, we're exhorted that, you know, man, even though, even though you don't do this perfectly and even though there's only one who did this perfectly in Jesus, we can do this yep. because we have the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, and the, the case I made was, you know, Acts 17 would say to us, God's determined your boundaries and your dwelling places that people might feel their way towards God. Second Corinthians five would say, you're an ambassador for Jesus Christ. And so, you know, I told people, you know, wherever you are, you know, at your workplace, in your neighborhood, at your co-op, um, at the coffee shop, you know, at your kids' sports games, uh, with your extended family, with your friends, just try to see people as made in the image of God and mm -hmm. worthy of love and care and time and energy and take baby steps to be a good listener and a good helper and then... Uh, love them enough to share the gospel with them, you know, as you go about your day. So this is not a, I think, I think oftentimes when we hear these sermons, like great, you know, love God with all my heart or, you know, love my neighbor as myself. We think, okay, time to set aside a seven hour devotional time and then just, you know, quit my job and go walk around to houses and uh, tell people about Jesus. And I think that God actually has us where we are that in those spaces, we would carry Jesus with us and be the aroma of Christ, loving our neighbors there, um, including mm -hmm. including his brothers and sisters in Christ here yep. at, in this place. And so uh, that was the call is just, you know, wherever you are, have your eyes open to love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. This story is so interesting because like you said in the sermon, he doesn't explicitly answer the question, who is my neighbor? Like this is just the wrong question, but implicitly it does say, well, even your enemy is your yep. neighbor, <laughs> yep. you know? And yep. so we're not off the hook. I mean, yep. with anybody. Yep. yep. And, and it's just so interesting because then Jesus says, go and do likewise. And yep. to a Jew Jewish person, he's forcing this Jewish person to identify with the Samaritan, Yep. which is crazy. They wouldn't have liked it. No, they would not have. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. so it's just such a, it's just such a call to be like, this is the type of person who is a good neighbor and who loves their neighbor. And that's yeah. what we want to be. Yep. Yep. With no, you know, with, with no strings attached. Yeah. Yep. Like, like the Samaritan does not get any street cred right. in Samaria for helping a Jew. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, th I think it just is a, a powerful, yeah. It, and like I said, you know, it's, it's the kind of story and a couple of parents tell me this too, uh, after the sermon, it's the kind of story like, man, kids get it. Like they know which one is the neighbor. Mm -hmm. And yet in our sophisticated, busy, self-important lives, it's very easy for us to go, well, they're not my responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. They're not, they're not my response. And, yep. and so I just go, man, just, just love people wherever you see them. Yep. Uh, final question just popped into my head. I could imagine someone saying, well, I, I get all that, but like, there are people that like we really disagree with and we don't want to tacitly, like we want to love them, but how do we do that without compromising truth? You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. there, you mm -hmm. could think of people who are advancing agendas or, you know, culturally, whatever, whatever's yeah. going on. And so, I mean, just I, this, I think this story can help us to feel a little bit 
more free to just be like, well, just because I'm loving them and I'm showing them dignity is made in the image of God and treating them as a neighbor doesn't mean that I'm affirming everything that they stand for. Yeah. You know, which could be a, a fear that I could see someone having in the back of their mind. Like, really? Like, loving them? I don't want to, like, <laughs> yep. you, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And, and what I would say is, uh, live live a life as a Christian. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. I would just say like, uh, it's a very freeing thing to not treat people like projects. Yep. And God does not treat them like projects. And uh, and and you, I, I, I think we could worry a lot less about that, what you just talked about. Yeah. And like, just feel the freedom like, man, uh, my neighbor, uh, whatever sign they have up in their yard, yep. whatever flag they have up in their yard, whatever whatever else they got up in their yard, like, man, they look like they're struggling to do that project over there. Or I, you know, I, I've heard that their, uh, I heard that their grandpa just died or I, yeah. like, I just think we have all the freedom in the world to go, hey, can I help you? Yes. And I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard about your grandpa. I'm so sorry. And- when 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 the time is right, there's all sorts of there's gonna be all sorts of opportunities to say what you believe, um, and to say where you stand. And the 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 and I'm all for like I think there's a place for uh, the kind of cold call evangelism. Like I think there's a place for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a place for um, intrusive and uh, even. Uh, confrontational like conversations with people that when, when the Lord, when the Lord does that, mm-hmm. but I think 98% of the time mm-hmm. the truth is best served and best received in the context of relationship yep. and in the context of uh, love. I mean, my, uh, my father-in-law used to say about pastoring, but I think this is just true about humans that they don't really, they don't really uh, care what you know until they know that you care. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I I think that would be a way to think about loving our neighbors as ourselves. Yep. Um, and I'm just I'm just not very worried that my kindness yes. is going to lead yep. someone away from Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's good. Yeah. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Because I could see that being a conscience barrier. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So good. Yeah. All right. Great. Thanks, man. Looking forward to the rest of the series. Awesome. Thanks. 